everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning for WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Super pumped for this week's expert interview with Emily Karen, a sports business reporter for Sportico.com. Emily has worked at ESPNW and Sports Illustrated before joining Sportico, and she is awesome. What's really fun about this conversation is that most of the time, reporters are reporting on other people's opinions or the facts that they can discover. But in this episode, I probe Emily for so many of her opinions on what some of the big sports biz topics mean for the future of our industry, which gets us into some really interesting conversations. And we go through her whole journey. There's so much that we explore from when she first started out at ESPNW, being on the set of Outside the Lines, going to Sports Illustrated, coming to Sportico in more of a startup kind of atmosphere. She's a young woman on the rise, and it was great to be able to profile her. So, extremely exciting. Tune in for that episode on Wednesday, April 21st, which is two days from this moment right now. And now, it's time for the stat line. Okay, three quick stats that give you an update on the health of the sports industry from a hiring perspective. And then three cool sports jobs posted in the last week on WorkInSports.com, which is the leading job board for the sports industry and a proud member of the iHire talent community. That's right. Stat number one, 23,581. That's how many jobs are currently active on WorkInSports.com, which is an increase of 2.3% and our highest total in over a year. Sports business is back. Like seriously, the industry is doing great. And I cannot tell you how many people I've had conversations with lately that are saying like, yes, I broke through. I finally got hired. Thank you so much. And there's all this positive vibe going on right now. We want it to be you. We want you to be next. So get in there and check out what's out there. The best way to make yourself available to the industry is if they know and you know that the jobs are out there. You can't be hired for something you don't know exists. So you need to be exposed to those opportunities. You need to see what's out there. And with 23,581 jobs, um, we've got it for you. Okay, stat number two. That means 3,201 jobs were added this past week, which is an increase of 7.5% from the previous week. Again, trend line going up. I did the math before and it's already going blank in my head, but it's I think it's 14 out of 15 weeks we've had increases in both of these numbers, both the job total and the jobs added since January the 1st of the year. Like 14 out of 15 weeks we've had growth. That's amazing. That's an amazing trend. And the one week we didn't, we were down 0.3%. That is a trend line worth watching. And stat number three, a little simple math tells you that means 457 fresh sports jobs were posted every day last week on average. Great reason to keep coming back every day, checking in, seeing what's new out there, setting up alerts, all the good stuff we can do to help you find those great matches for you in your sports career. Okay. Three jobs that are super interesting from the past week. Number one, manager of influencer marketing for Brooks Running. Now, two things that stood out to me about this. For one, we all know influencer marketing is a big trend. But again, this is one of those, if you went back five years, this job didn't even exist. So I love the fluidity of the job market. I love when new ideas and concepts come up. Also, Brooks Running, I mean, 
think about that now. Just picture it in your mind. Like, what does that influencer marketing look like? There's a, such a creative thing you can build out there from, you know, the outdoors and nature and running and activity and just there's so much there you can do. So the manager of influencer marketing is responsible for driving strategy and executing on influencer programming for the brand. Okay, kind of makes sense, right? I'm being a little done in here, but um, they're responsible for creating and driving measurable strategies with clear KPIs to meet defined objectives, inclusive of brand building awareness and product discovery. It's super cool. They, they work in conjunction across all the marketing departments. So it's PR, sports marketing, social sales. And the ideal candidate, they say, will have proven experience identifying engaging influencers, managing influencer outreach programs, and creating engaging brand worthy content. I don't know. For a creative guy like myself, that sounds really exciting and kind of fun. So I would check that out. Job number two. We get a lot of people saying they want to be an athletic director. That is their big goal. I want to someday be an athletic director. And I see a job posted for an athletic director and it stands out to me. So Delaware State is hiring an athletic director. Now, many of you listening may not be ready for a big college program athletic director, but you need to know what is that end goal. You have to start the begin with the end in, the, in mind. Let me say that again in English. Begin with the end in mind. Meaning, if you know you want to be an athletic director someday and you know you want to be a college athletic director, start studying those job descriptions now. Look at what they say they want. When they say we need somebody that provides visionary leadership, strategic planning, policy development for the athletic program, uh, committed to the university's mission and strategic priorities, works with the university's development office to raise funds. These are all things that should stand out to you and say uh, you have to administer the athletic budget. You should say like, okay, I need to know how to manage the budget. I need to know how to raise funds. I need to know how to make strategic priorities. You need to set yourself up with these lists of what is your end goal look like and then start from there building those skill sets. So when you see a job that's posted that is your dream kind of reach goal, like go study it and understand what's in demand for those roles. That's how you're going to get there. You have to know what the target is in order to hit it. Okay. Job number three, Pittsburgh Knights social media coordinator dash L-A-T-A-M. Okay. Two funny things about this. It stood out to me because I'm like who are the Pittsburgh Knights? Where have I been? And I don't know who the Pittsburgh Knights are. And then I thought, well, what does dash L-A-T-A-M mean? Okay, so this is where I'm kind of dumb sometimes. L-A-T-A-M stands for Latin America. All right, so quick Google search, figure that one out. I am terrible at a- acronyms. I had somebody write me an email today that said TBH, comma, and then kept writing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. I have to look up what TBH is. And it was, you know, to be honest. I don't know that it saves that much time to type TBH versus just say, to be honest. And honestly, oh, I won't get into that other side note that was running through my head just then. Like, why wouldn't you be honest? Like, do you need to say that? Let's just get into the, eh, whatever. I would go off that. Um, okay. So second part of that question, who are the Pittsburgh Knights? Pittsburgh Knights are an esports team. Had no idea. I really didn't. So under the, for this role, social media coordinator, again, you guys have all heard me say this before. I see coordinator and that interests me because those usually lean towards entry level jobs. So if you are out there searching through things and you see that term, that coordinator term or that specialist term or that assistant term, those are terms that tell you this is probably in my comfort zone if you're entry level. And a lot of you listening are. So you see that social media coordinator, Pittsburgh Knights, you think I'm into esports. They want a social media coordinator. It's kind of cool that it's focusing in their Latin America uh, efforts. It is a remote job. Boom, right up my alley. So it says, under the direction of the social media manager, this position is responsible for the overall experience and value of the Knights LATAM social platforms. 
LATAM? LATAM? Do we just say LATAM or do we say L-A-T-A-M? Whatever. The social media coordinator will focus on the daily maintenance, management, operation, and optimization of the King's LATAM socials and will play a crucial role in content creation. Again, it's a social media role in esports focused in Latin America. Sounds pretty cool, right? All right. That's the stat line. Let's get into today's sports industry focus question from Manny in California. Hey, Brian, love the work in sports podcast. Congratulations on the iHire acquisition. I'm sure you are excited. And if you could read my question, I'd be pretty excited too. Manny, I'll do you one better. I'll not only read your question, I'll answer it. How about that? And yes, we are extremely excited to be acquired by iHire. We are just two weeks into this merger. My head is spinning in a lot of ways, a lot of meetings, a lot of terminology, a lot of tools and process to learn, but it's all going great. The teams are amazing. The people I've met at iHire are inspiring. They work hard. They care about their user, both the job seekers and the employers. They have tools and resources to really help us grow the work and sports brand and serve you all better. So yeah, we're really pumped. So let's get back to your question now, Manny. I've been, this is my Manny voice now. I've been really focused on my networking skills over the past few months. And I realized that so often when I reach out, the first thing my networking targets do is check my LinkedIn profile to see if I'm worth connecting with. With that in mind, do you have advice on how to create the perfect LinkedIn profile for 2021? Manny, great question. I have a lot of thoughts. So let's just hammer into these now. Okay. Obviously, there's a lot of things on a surface level that you need to do for your profile. I'm not going to hammer in on a lot of the surface level stuff. I'm going to try to get a little bit deeper in this because I think you want more of a strategic approach than a tactical approach. Tactical approach. I mean, like, okay, remember to upload your photo and fill out all the fields. Like, there's some importance there, but like, let's get a little bit deeper than that. Okay. Because what you want, your, your, your instincts are correct. Somebody that is trying to evaluate if you're worthwhile for a, uh, if you're worthwhile for an informational interview, if it's worth their time, or if they're worth, it's worth connecting with you, they're going to go to your LinkedIn profile. That's how they're going to learn about who you are and see what fits. So you should definitely take the time to make it look as best you can. But not only that, that's talking about in your networking efforts, right? Which is what your question was. But also remember, LinkedIn is a discovery tool too. Recruiters use it to find the right people. So you want to do both. You want to make yourself look really good, but you also want to employ some strategies that will help the right people find you. Discovery, right? So let's start there first. The first thing I want you to really focus on is applicable keywords. At this point that you're really focused on your networking, you're targeting people that are doing certain jobs. You're targeting people that are connected in some way to your school or your program or something of that nature. So what I would like you to do is take that research that you've done to understand where you want to go. Again, thinking with the end in mind, what is it the job that you want to do? What are those skills that you have? What is it, What are those things that you really bring to the table? Read some of those job descriptions, figure out what those skill demands are and make sure that those applicable keywords are sprinkled throughout your, your LinkedIn profile. 
Make sure you use applicable keywords in your headline and in your summary and in your job experience and in your certificates you've taken. The more you repeat some of these skills in the various fields that are available on LinkedIn, the more you come up for some of these searches. For, so for example, I always use Photoshop just because it's simple and most people know it, right? But if you've read a lot of job descriptions that say that um, Photoshop is an important skill for something you want to do in the industry, I would incorporate that into your headline into your job description, into your, into your summer section, maybe put any certificates you have in there. So making this, your, your system, your, your profile really stand out for the skill that you have, that you bring to the table that makes you special is a really important way to go about your approach and strategy to your LinkedIn profile. Now, secondarily, I am going to give you a reminder, complete all of the fields. When you do a profile, there's a lot of options there. The more you go through that process and fill out as much as you can, the more LinkedIn enjoys you. Like they remember who's in charge here. The more information, think of it from an, who's, who's, who stands to win here? Whose agenda is here? Now, LinkedIn's goal is to get people to come and use their platform and stay on it. So if you've put all of your information out there, if you've filled out all the fields, someone's much more likely to find you and you're a good match because you've put in that extra effort. LinkedIn wants to celebrate you. LinkedIn wants to say, here's somebody that's going to look really good and they're going to serve you up more often because you've filled out everything they've said that is important. So when you go through it, don't say to yourself like, oh, I don't need to do this section or I don't need to do that section. Put something in there. Fill out all the fields. Try to get something represented in every field that they offer, right? So next point, like any good story, get your best stuff up at the top, right? Hook the reader early. Now here's part of why, just like with your resume, I've said this a thousand times before, recruiters might take six seconds to look at your resume. Seriously. They're going to skim. They're going to look quickly. Don't bury the best stuff about you. So that dovetails into the headline discussion. When I talk about headline, what I mean by that is underneath your name and your profile, you have a space to put your job title and company or whatever. It's your headline space. And there's actually a good amount of characters there. You can put a good amount in there. Every time you comment somewhere, you post somewhere, you share something, that gets associated with your name. That headline space is the most valuable piece of real estate you have in your LinkedIn profile. Because, for example, if I'm looking, this this literally happens all the time. Let's say I'm reading a blog post. I'm reading something, sorry, not a blog post, but I'm reading something that Dior Ginyard posted who's the senior manager for NFL for the NFL PA and a former guest on our show. He posts something on LinkedIn. I'm intrigued by it. And so I start to look at it and I see a list of comments on there and I see somebody's name who's commented, but I don't know who they are, but I see that they work in an important role in the Kansas city chiefs that stands out to me. Now I'm interested about this person. So again, that little, uh, additional line, your subhead almost for your name is the most important piece of real estate because it will be shared everywhere. And people are going to be much more likely to click through if you have something interesting in there. So I say job title and company and something else that makes you special. So if you are a scrum master or you are a experiential marketer or you're a trained hypnotist or you're a master of falconry, I don't know what it is. 
But again, if it aligns with the job that you want, or if it's interesting, I'd say put that in there. It's a good spot for keywords, helps you with search. But more than anything, I think it is more of a, uh, a user associated experience. So that, like when you push yourself out there and do anything on LinkedIn, that piece of real estate gets seen along with it. So if it's interesting, people are going to be more likely to click through to your profile. So think of it like a net you're casting and make that as interesting as possible. Now, what I don't suggest, what I really don't suggest, unless you're, com- unless you're currently unemployed, um, don't skip who you work for. I always get annoyed, and maybe this is just a me thing, but if I see somebody's name and it only has their other skills, it says like experienced storyteller and keynote speaker and experiential marketer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but who are you? Like, what's your title? Who do you work for? Like, who are you? And in this sense, in LinkedIn, like, that's what we're looking for is like, who are you? Not just like, what do you do, but like, who do you work for? What's your title? What level are you at? That first impression is important. So I would always include job title and company and then some additional things. All right, let's get to another point. Um, Oh, that was actually a a sub point of the putting your best stuff at the top. So headline important. Also, summary is important. Also, your job experience is important. Put a lot of emphasis there. Don't bury that stuff. And then and then work in all the other fields as well. Okay, custom URL. This is a very tactical thing, but I would, I'm going to, so I'll make it quick, but I would, I would definitely say your initial LinkedIn that you, when you first sign up is a series of letters and numbers and dashes, right? It's like linkedin.com slash in slash six, two, four, four, five, 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 eight, whatever. All right. You can make a custom URL. I'm not going to walk you through exactly how to do it. You can figure that out for yourself. Use Google search. How do I make a custom URL for my LinkedIn profile? And it'll walk you through it. I'm just going to tell you the importance of it. My literal LinkedIn profile, you can go to linkedin.com slash in slash B C L A P P. Boom. That's me. That makes it super easy to put on my resume, to put anywhere else, to share with anyone. It's logical if somebody's searching for me, like give yourself a custom URL. It's a much better experience. Okay. Photo, good background photo. Again, it's a tactical thing, but I'm going to tell you to do it. I'm going to just reemphasize briefly. Putting your photo or any kind of a background photo is not acceptable on a resume. Literally not acceptable. Don't ever do it. You've heard me talk about this before. I'll reemphasize really quickly. If you put it on your resume, what you're, the message you're sending is hire me because of what I look like um, or what my gender is or what my nationality is. And those are not acceptable in a world that we are living in when DE&I is so important and so is just making decisions based on talent versus anything else. Matter of fact, I know a lot of recruiters and hiring managers that cover up the name on resumes when they first look at it because they don't want to have any preconceived bias. They want you just look at their skill set and understand who they are. So photos and things like that, not acceptable on a resume. Keep them out. Very acceptable here. On LinkedIn, it is standard operating procedure to have a photo and a good background picture. So fill out those fields, get a good looking picture and use that here. You do set a professional tone for yourself with it. Okay. Summary section. Unlike a resume, where I hate that section, I seriously hate the summary section or the mission objective or the mission statement or objective. I don't like the, the, those summary sections. I think they're a waste of space on a resume where you have a very limited amount of space. And I think they're always focused on what you want rather than what you can provide. And that is a massive problem if you ask me. But 
We're talking about LinkedIn profile here. You have the space. You don't have to cram your resume into, you don't have to cram your LinkedIn profile into a one pager kind of thing. You have the space. You should fill this out, the summary section. So do it well. Consider this. Make it focused again on what you bring to the table and the value you would add to a potential employer. So less about what you want for yourself or demand, more about what you bring to a potential employer. Focus again on those keywords that are important that you've identified that are skills that are associated with jobs you want to have. Make sure you put those things in there and make that known. Uh, share any leadership examples you may have. Share any work ethic story you may have, like a quick paragraphy kind of thing. You have a good amount of space there. Okay. Highlight some key skills, work accomplishments, awards, achievements. Now, there's other sections in your LinkedIn profile that will illuminate some of those things, but they're not. It's not bad to mention them in the summary statement either, right? Because you're, again, you're repeating a little bit, and you are putting it near the top where somebody's likely to see it. And offer ways they can connect with you. Give out an additional email. Uh, get, say that you're open to connections and messaging. Whatever it is, share your so other social handles. Give them direction if somebody's reading it. And don't be afraid in here too. I would not emphasize this on a resume, but on LinkedIn, LinkedIn it is it is okay. You can share something interesting about you that is outside of work. I will tell you, I've heard a lot more stories recently as, as differentiating facts, and this is not something I would have um, told you all to do, but I've heard a lot of people say that in differentiating and, and hiring, sometimes they do look for those little things that make somebody stand out. You know, like I had, a, I told this story before, but somebody did put on their cover letter that they were a master of falconry and that made them noticeable and that helped them get through the interview process. And it was a conversation starter. So slide some of that stuff in, in there, if it can, if you think it can help you, if it, if it shares a little bit about what you're like and passionate about outside of work. Okay. Don't forget the featured section. So there is a section in your profile where you can link to your portfolio. So if you have a website that has some of your work products on there, videos you've done, podcasts you've been on, articles you've written, anything that enhances your personal brand and tells a narrative of what you want to be known for is really fair game here. It's a really good visual piece. It breaks up between the summary and the job experience and can kind of show some of your featured work along with your um, routine activities. So, or your, your current activities on their site platform. I'll get into that in a second. Okay, so use that to enhance everything you've done and accomplished that you think can help you stand out. Now, you get into the job experience part. Don't skimp here. You don't have to copy and paste your resume. You can go into more. You can get into paragraph form. You can do bullet points. You can do whatever format you want. But the more detail you can provide, the better. Where if you tell yourself on your resume, like, I'm always going to put the top five bullet points for each one of these jobs, and then I'm going to slide them in and out depending on what I'm applying for, strategy that I've given you all before, here in LinkedIn, you can put it all. You don't have to skimp. You can put as much as you is, in, is important and is transferable to the roles that you want to have moving forward. The job you're trying to do with the job, the, the role you're trying to play with the job experience too is you're trying to show patterns of growth. So you want to have those lists of roles that are important and fit. You don't have to worry about, like on your resume, if you have gaps, like time gaps, like for three years, you just didn't work. That can be a big red flag. On LinkedIn, I wouldn't worry about that quite as much. 
I would not fill in, especially if you're young and just getting started, I would not fill in your job experience with things that are not applicable. So if for one summer you worked at Taco Bell or you worked at The Gap or you worked at somewhere as a waiter, I wouldn't put that on your LinkedIn profile unless you can tell it towards, it fits towards a sales role or it fits towards a customer service role that you're interested in. If it doesn't apply, don't do it. And I don't think those things enhance your story. Unless you can tell yourself this really helps tell my story and shows my journey, um, then don't include them. I wouldn't worry about that at all, especially when you're young and getting started. Hammer the internships, hammer the volunteer opportunities, really, really build those out and any full-time paying jobs that you've had, okay? Repeat and hammer those keywords again. Try to incorporate them throughout your job experience as well with relevant details and information and metrics, anything you can do to help give context to any of those keywords is important. Again, repeat, repeat, repeat in a, in a good way, in a logical way, not just jamming them in there, make them relevant to the, to the sentence and whatever. And, and those kind of help you get noticed for those terms and those things that apply to what you want to become your vision for yourself, your future resume. I look at your LinkedIn a lot as your future resume. It tells where you want to go rather than just where you are. Okay. Cause you have this space, you have the space to do that. Give, and here's a big one, give and get recommendations. Now, I don't have a ton of these on my profile, but I've actually many times over the past three or four years have said, I need to put an effort into giving more recommendations and getting more recommendations because I do find that to be an interesting part when I look at other people's profiles. So if I'm taking my own advice here, that's something I need to work on as well. See, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Um, so give out recommendations to internship coordinators or people that you volunteered with or anything along those nature or somebody that was helpful as you networked. You know, there's nothing that says like, hey, I did an informational interview with Mike Judge from the Cleveland Browns and he shared so much with me. He showed an openness to, to teach and to learn. And I, I just really appreciate the time he gave me. That says a lot about him. He's going to appreciate that. And he might be like, oh, wow, that's really cool and have a really warm, nice thought about you. So there's strategic there, the strategy there of giving the recommendations that it can be a nice way to further enhance the network. You know, don't try too hard. Don't be cheesy. But if they really did something to bring you value, give them a recommendation. I think it's a nice gesture. Right. And then, you know, don't be afraid to say to somebody like, hey, I'm really working on my network and I'm really working on building out my LinkedIn profile. If you'd feel comfortable writing a recommendation for me, I would really appreciate it. And you know what? If you go about it in a mature, mature way and they have something nice to say about you, I think they will. So don't be afraid to use that kind of a strategy. OK, certificates. If you've ever gotten a certificate, push it out there. Seriously. In the last year, so many people have done online courses. They've taken our online courses through the sports career game plan. We make a certificate available. Everybody makes certificate availables. I think if you put them in there and you give a little bit more of, it tells a little bit of your story of what you've accomplished and what you're interested in, what things you want, what areas you want to push yourself in. It tells again, the future of you, what you see for yourself. And it's a way to fill in gaps of what's needed in the industry versus what you have. So for example, you may find that there's a certain skill like, uh, you know, uh, uh, customer relationship management programs, like a CRM program, like Microsoft Dynamics. Well, you don't have any experience on the job using a CRM like HubSpot or Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics. You don't have any of that experience. But if you go get a certificate teaching it to you, it shows that you understand this is interest important for where you're going. And that's part of your future resume discussion. 
and it's your future self discussion. And I think that's an important thing you can put in here in LinkedIn more so than you can do on your uh, resume. So I think that's an important thing and a, a great story you can tell. Matter of fact, I would repeat it. If you did a certificate that really aligns with where you want to be, I would put that up in your summary section as well and repeat that twice. Okay, put in your certificates, also put in your summary section. And then the final thing that is really important is to be active on the platform. Once you do this and you really build your profile out to the best possible way, then get out there and post, then get out there and comment, then get out there and be active because LinkedIn sees that as a, as a, as a metric. It, it sees your activity and your, your, your use of the site and improves the visibility of your profile. So this is an important way to not, it's not just set it and forget it and sit back and do nothing. The more active you are, the more your resume get your, your profile gets served up to others as they search. So these are important steps, really important steps to help you build out your LinkedIn profile to really, really present you in the best possible way. Keep in, keep in your mind too, Manny and everybody else listening, the future, right? Where are you going? Not just where you are. All right. I hope that helps everybody get this kicking. Emily Karen on Wednesday. Awesome interview. Make sure to tune for that. And thank you all for listening. As always, let's get back to work.